Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. America and happy Friday, the Friday before the 4th of July. Yes, we're going to celebrate the 247th anniversary of the founding of this great country. We celebrate its liberty, its freedom, its greatness, its bravery, its people, and its independence. I know a lot of us fear that maybe we're not going to be as independent free as we have in the past. I don't think so. I think we're going to rally around to the principles that kept this country great. But we've got a great show for you today. Day two of the IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley. Buckle your seatbelts on this one. You're going to learn a lot today about what happens to whistleblowers once they start to blow the whistle. What does the government machinery do? How do they retaliate, reprise, create reprisal, create intimidation, ostracization? Gary Shapley is a very powerful story to tell. You're going to want to hear day two of that. Thank you for listening to yesterday's podcast, one of the most listened to podcasts we've ever had, and for good reason. Gary Shapley is a very important figure in history. And by the way, if you're excited, I got some other good stuff today. Don't, don't get don't get too far off. I got two other great guests. Jim Jordan is in the house. That's right. Chairman Jim Jordan, the House Judiciary Committee. He is studying the weaponization of the U.S. government, how it's been turned against certain components of its people without basis, maybe perhaps illegally. Jim Jordan's going to be in the House for the second round. And then we're going to finish up with Jason Goodman from the White Cope Labs Project. He is doing some amazing work exposing the origins of COVID-19 and some of the monies that have flown to Chinese research organizations that we should be a lot more concerned about. I think that's a really good focal point for today. So Gary Shapley, Jim Jordan, Jason Goodman, back to back to back. It's the 4th of July, right? You know where I'm going. I'm going to go up to my cabin and all weekend long, I'm going to be grilling meats from my good friends about Meats by Linz. If you go to shoplins.com, L-I-N-Z, shop L-I-N-Z.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS, you're going to get 20% off your order for the 4th of July and all summer long. This is a very special discount for Just the News John Solomon Reports fans. Now, these guys have the best porterhouse steaks. They have the best tomahawk steaks. They've got party packs. And by the way, when you want to just get a good hamburger, you get a hankering for a hamburger or maybe some beef franks, they have the best of those as well. And you can take advantage and start your Summer off with a five-star restaurant experience right on your back tech, right at your dinner table. You don't have to go to the restaurant. You can go right to these guys. All you got to do is go to ShopLins, ShopLinz.com right now and use the promo code JUSTNEWS on any order. You get 20% off. You don't get that at the grocery store right now, right? These guys support Just the News. They support John Solomon Reports, and they make the best meats. The meat set, five-star restaurants only will buy. Now you get to be a five-star restaurant and get access to the 
Lynn's Meat inventory. And that is a very special gift. And you get 20% off. No one gives 20% off these days. So go to shoplinz.com right now. Use the promo code Just News and get your 4th of July off to a spectacular start. And then you'll be able to do it all summer long. I'm going to be grilling out day and night. Judy bought two gas tanks because she knows I'm going to go crazy. Don't tell the Biden administration, though. They might want to take my gas grill away from me like they're doing with the ovens all around this country. All right. When we get back from the commercial break, Gary Shapley, IRS whistleblower, followed by Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and finishing up with Jason Goodman, who's done some great work on the COVID-19 project. All right, folks, listen to these messages. We'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash just news. That's tnusa.com slash just news. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, more with our exclusive interview with Gary Shapley. I want to talk about what happens, because until the moment of your meeting in October, some people have called it the sideways meeting, where, you know, you finally express we're not doing the right thing here. You don't have an ounce of discomfort, an ounce of negativity in your boss, in your chain of command, in anything. What happens soon after tell when's the first moment you realize uh oh there might have been a consequence for talking at that october meeting well um the uh we we had another meeting after that scheduled for october 17th of 2022 and uh that that we were just kind of going to pick up um and keep going and uh and during that meeting the uh the prosecutors were really really curt in their responses and um and it was obvious that there were there was something something afoot, 
and then uh, you know, right after that, we uh, we we scheduled another call. Actually, I think it was the DOJ tax attorney who scheduled the next call, and um, and then right before it happened, it, it gets canceled. So um, that's when when things things start happening. Um, that I could that behind the scenes, I knew were uh, were get, gearing up to attack me, um, and and it kind of. Uh, moves into the discovery requests for just my information um, from agents. And then, um, you know, it kind of just moves forward from there with, uh, with uh, U.S. Attorney Weiss calling my deputy chief. Uh, and I'm sure that wasn't, uh, uh, he didn't, he, he didn't have a sterling, a sterling call about uh, what I was doing when I was uh, directly pushing back against them and they knew it. And then, you know, because of that discovery request, um, you know, most of which I had already provided in March, April of 2022, um, when gearing up the charge in D.C., um, but I provided some more at, for the special request in October of 2022, and now they've they've now they actually paid attention to all of those memos, all of those documents that I've been documenting what they had been doing and, and problems that I've been having since probably uh, you know around. March, April of 2020. So that that's what um, uh, led to Weiss calling my uh, deputy chief, and I was supposed to get a readout of what happened during that call, and that and that readout simply never came. And Gary, let's let's sort of explain for folks who are listening who don't understand necessarily what it's about. But when you're referring to discovery requests, normally when folks are get, just for people who don't understand the process. When they're getting ready to go to trial and they think they're going to trial, one of the things they do is they prepare for discovery in trial. And they, the government has a constitutional obligation to turn over any exculpatory information. And, and so that's what he thought they were doing, you know, early in the spring of 2022. But what he's saying is there were these unusual discovery requests. Normally, you know, they want all the emails of the case agent because if there's anything that the case agent, you know, case agent's going to have to testify at trial. And if there's anything the case agent did or said that's exculpatory, then, you know, the defense had a right to that. So the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware asked for all that information early on, uh, but they asked for not just the case agent's information, but they wanted all the supervisor's information, including Gary's information. And then after the October, after in the October timeframe, when they knew that he was pushing back and was not happy, then they wanted, then they were claiming they were doing more discovery, uh, and they wanted, you know, and they were really pushing for his emails. It's interesting to note the FBI told they got a similar request. We want all the, you know, because I think they were hunting for people who weren't on board, um, you know, with their lenient treatment at the FBI as well. And the, the FBI, they said, we want all the FBI supervisors emails. And the FBI told them, no, this isn't normal. It's, there's not a scope for, you know, the, these people aren't going to people who would be testifying. It's not normal. And the FBI told them to go pound sand, but Gary produced his, he produced all of his stuff. And that's when they saw that he had been documenting to his bosses all of the questionable behavior the entire time. And, and, and that's, that's correct, Jason. Thanks for, for bringing that up. But, John, you know, I, I'm, you know you'll, you'll, we're going to find out as all, as all this, uh, this stuff unravels and as, as information is finally provided, um, uh, either through a request from Congress or from an IG, um, that, that there's probably not a lot of emails from these prosecutors, right? Because, that, you know, they, they, they always are worried about putting things in email. Discovery. They know Brady. They know what they don't want to put on paper. Yeah. Well, you know, John, I, I've had many prosecutors tell me, you know, hey, let's not put some, so many things in emails. And to be honest, 
I put everything in emails. I document everything because I'm not doing anything wrong. That's right. Nothing to hide, right? I have nothing to hide. And, and I put in an email and, uh, you know, I would, I would question those where there's, there's not no emails or very few emails because there's just no way you can conduct business. Um, if every call you have, you're concerned about what some objective third party is going to think the, the motives were of that communication uh, when they see it. I, I document it and, um, you know, I just take my lumps and because uh, uh, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah, there's the American people love that. They love transparency. It's not as it's not as commonly practiced in the government these days. But you, I think people love to hear that about what how you went about your job. It's really interesting. I want to just make sure I've, I don't misstate this because I try to summarize for people, you know, what is very nuanced stuff when you're dealing with tax case. But before the U.S. attorneys in California and uh, Washington, D.C. declined to bring the cases, Mr. Weiss, his deputies, the tax division, the FBI agents, you, your team, your supervisor, everybody thought that de- uh, that uh, Hunter Biden deserved to be charged with more crimes. The only thing they have heartburn is that getting out now, right? They, they just don't like the fact that, that the thwarting of these charges were there. But there was no there was no disagreement, even up to Weiss, that these charges should be brought. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. And, uh, you know, all the way up to the director of field operations, which would, is, is basically a number three at our agency, uh, directly, uh, concurred with the charges. Um, and, uh, and, and that then it went to DOJ tax. We actually officially transmitted the recommendation to DOJ tax on February 25th, 2022. Um, and before that, you know, uh, we were very, very close. We we're very working with these prosecutors, um, working with the FBI. And the, this draft report was reviewed by those prosecutors. And even with the, the limitations that we ran across during our investigation, they still agreed with those charges, charges that we were recommending. We're not going to send up a report that then we're going to have to argue with prosecutors on what's recommended. It just doesn't make any sense. And, um, you know, we would argue that before if we had a disagreement, but there there was no argument here. The, what the report recommended was what the prosecutors agreed with at that time. And it re, it's reflected in that exhibit of the special agent report on the second page where it says clearly in there that, that the DOJ tax attorney and AUSA had read and agreed to those charges. Yeah, that's a very important piece of evidence. A lot of people overlook, but it's so important. We've mentioned a couple of stories, but it's so affirming because it's a person supervising above you that clearly concurs what not only what you've said in your testimony, but at the time what was going on. I want to go back to this retribution because I understand from some of your colleagues, I've been able to talk to some folks that you were in line this year to take on a new assignment with a very important role that would help the IRS collect more um, uh, fines and, and, and uh, go after more bad people internationally, nationally. What happened to that? Have you been derailed from that assignment, even though it looked from my reporting, it sounds like you were cleared for that assignment. Now it's been pulled back. Am I misreading that? Um, are, are you speaking about the, the promotion to the J5? Is, is that what you're asking about? I, I think there's a, no, I think a subsequent no, I think project. Referring to your, a more recent project. Yeah, your new initiative. New initiative. Okay. You've been, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't know about this, but I think this is really important because it's, it's really the sort of thing that really does look like retribution. Yeah, yeah, look, John. So, I mean, the, the actions taken by the, my, my leadership right now are, could be nothing but retaliation. They're, they're, they know what prohibitive personnel practices are and, the, and, and they know how to, how to try to uh, uh, engage your retaliatory activities that, that somehow 
you know, obfuscate the people, whether it's a prohibited personnel practice. And we've, we've had, we have another case, large case, it's a, a $6 billion uh, entity. And I've been briefing directly to the chief because as a, part of the J5, I briefed the chief directly uh, um, uh, on all these cases for so over a year now on this case. You know, we're, we, we move toward um, days of action in December of 2022. Um, we, we, we do uh, about 120 interviews across the country, um, we, a, bunch of, a bunch of data, right? So um, we're looking to char, uh, have several phases of this investigation. The first phase in which is, a, is, a, is ironically a failure to file, failure to pay phase, um, uh, which we call phase one. So phase two included those where the evidence looked like they were false returns and or evasion cases and would take a little bit longer. But what we were planning to do in phase one was to was to go after these high income non filers and uh, and with a potential for them to be 7203 cases. Um, and at the time, the chief was was briefed and on board. He requested to get the director of field operations on board, which there are three of them. So they're like the third in line of the whole agency. And I briefed them up and uh, their response was, this is the future of CI. The collaboration and innovation is unparalleled. These types of statements are in emails from, from the director's field operations. So we push out those uh, the phase one leads to the field and, and there are around 30 of them. And then uh, come now we're into, into January um, of, of 2023 and all of a sudden the DFO says, we're gonna pause these things. And uh, we, we were on a pause until just a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, where they, they, they finally say that they made a final decision and that's that they're not going to move forward with the phase one. And, um, you know, it's really disconcerting. Um, the AUSA is working the case or, or questioning whether or not it's retaliation because of what's going on. So um, there, there's just a lot of things uh, uh, moving in the background that, that support the fact that this is just retaliation. That January timeframe is about when he was, uh, you know, uh, starting to, there were initial outreaches to the Hill, there were initial outreaches to TIGTA, the, the IRS Inspector General, um, and uh, so the timing looks incredible. Yeah, in fact, I heard over just before Christmas of, of and I didn't know your name at the time, but that there, there was an agent that was looking to go to TIGTA and, and maybe had been turned down by the Hill or hadn't been approached by the, or, you know, was trying to get attention to the Hill. And so... Uh, by that time, there's very little chance that your bosses don't know that there's a whistleblower uh, uh, action coming. Correct? Well, well, John, and, that, and that's the whole thing, right? Is that um, anonymous? Uh, uh, anonymous has certain pros and certain cons. And when you're talking about a case like this, um, I could have made, I could have stayed anonymous, but it would have been just like a blank check for them to retaliate against me because they said, "Well, well, they're anonymous, like so we don't know who it is," but they all know who the supervisor of the high, the highly sensitive case is. So, um, yeah, ultimately I had, uh, I had had communications with the director of field operations, um, you know, asking for some guidance on me moving forward with this whistleblower, um, claim. And he responded, you know, just, just one day before, um, he sent the pause email on this other case. So the timing is, is not coincidental. 
Uh, I've seen this too many times. Uh, it's it's just not right, but it is how government often reacts. And just to explain for people quickly what, why that's important. So so what that means is, you know, here's a big initiative, you know, in the middle of blowing the whistle, you know, he's doing he's doing three jobs in the middle of blowing the whistle and all the stress that comes with that. He's still killing it on behalf of the taxpayer. He's still doing a fantastic job and he's got this big initiative. He's got everybody on board uh, and they're going to take down the bad guys. Uh, and they're going to collect tax for the taxpayer. Um, and uh, so that's going to be when it comes around for his next performance evaluation, he's going to have metrics. I brought in this much of extra. And that's, how, you know, you know, that's how federal employee evaluations work. And, you you know, you point to your metrics and, and they don't want him to have good metrics now because they they know they can't overtly retaliate against him. So they try to do it covertly by doing things like this, by just shutting down the things he's working on so he doesn't have the accomplishments to point to. The taxpayers then are also the ones who ultimately lose out. That's what I was going to ask, Tristan. You're right on the money, right? Uh, they're, not, they're not punishing just Gary. They're punishing all of us who could recover money. Yeah. It makes you wonder what, what, kind of, what kind of mentality is there at an agency where they're more interested in retaliating against Gary Shapley than they are in putting bad guy, you know, collecting tax for the taxpayer from bad guys who aren't paying it. They cut off their nose despite their face. Yeah, and all of our noses on, t- on top of it because it's all of our money. It's so stunning. Exactly right, American taxpayer. Yeah, we're we're the ones that get nosed in this. Gary, are there other things that when you look at now factual things that feel like retaliation or efforts to undercut you just because you chose to do the right thing? Well, you know, also being removed from this case, I mean, that was a serious deviation of my job functions. Um, and it was really, you know, it, there, there was no explanation as to why it occurred. I, I even questioned the special agent in charge um, when he called me to, to tell me about it. Um, and I said, well, did DOJ, uh, did DOJ tell you why? And nope, they didn't tell me why. So I was like, so you're telling me that that you're making this unprecedented decision without them telling you anything about it. And he just wouldn't answer the question. So um, as Don, Don Ford, the former chief of CI, um, testified on May 16th in 2023, um, when he was asked by, I believe it was Ron Johnson, if he had ever seen an investigative team being removed from a case like this, his response was no, he had never seen that in his 30 years. Um, so, you know, it, we can see how unprecedented uh, this move was. So in addition to the, uh, the, 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 the um, pushback and, and, and they're really trying to manipulate my performance now so that they can, uh, you know, act uh, on next, the next performance cycle. Uh, we, we recently learned that our internal counsel, CT counsel is basically uh, conducting an investigation of of this uh, this case that they they uh, they first said was the future of CI and now they're they're uh, they're pausing it and not doing it. Um, there's questions from C- which is completely inappropriate. Like CT counsel would never ask questions about things six months after the case after the fact, but they're they're asking agents and they're asking my agents, you know, who who gave permission to to not not provide non-custodial rights, who provided permission, permission to secretly record these people. And, and, you know, it's just, it seems as though they're doing their best to either find a process error or, um, or just something to try to hang their hat on to, to, to go after us. Um, 
they are, hunt, so they are hunting. They are hunting the whistleblowers. That's what they're doing, and they yeah. started doing it. They started doing it after he blew the whistle, and after none of it occurs uh, before after, blowing the whistle. That's that. Well, that's, that's the prima facie proof. Let me uh, ask this question: Any doubt in your mind? that some of this retaliatory action was ordered by the Justice Department because there are references in your testimony that, you know, people cited the Justice Department for the removal. Um, th- th- do you think DOJ is behind this? So um, I wish I wish I knew. I mean, that specific issue was uh, I was told that DOJ requested it. So, uh, I mean, it, it would be I'd be a little bit obtuse not to believe that um, that they would have some some play in this, but, um, you know, John, I want to be careful what I say next because this is real time, but, you know, I, I've, I've worked with so many people in IRSCI, uh, at the senior levels and have a very good reputation with them. And, and I, I'm receiving information, you know, on a recurring basis that, that outlines things that my senior leadership are doing right now, saying right now that are trying me or trying to question my judgment. So, uh, you know, I, I've provided uh, those con- those, that to, uh, to my attorneys and, uh, you know, we're moving forward. I think we've already provided that to TIGDA, but um, I mean, it's happening in real time. Right. His reputation is so good that people who are witnessing the retaliation behind the scenes are tipping him off. That's that's what we have heard as well. And um... which is pretty amazing, given that IRS leadership has also specifically put out a, a chilling, you know, do not talk about these sorts of things, sorts of communications within the agency. So that people are willing to ignore that and go still go outside of their chain to go give Gary a warning heads up. Again, really speaks to how people value his integrity. Well, sometimes just a few good men can help resolve a, a very unfair fair circumstance. And I think, uh, Gary, you have done that. I know it's good. It, the cost is going to be enormous. I want to ask that last question because I've always asked this of whistleblowers, 30, 40, 50 I've worked with over the years. Um, how do you get through these moments? Because obviously you, you have a lot of pride in your work. You've accomplished extraordinary things for the government on behalf of your career, your family. And now all of a sudden you're ostracized. You're, you're getting uh, the classic railroad treatment. How do you do go through the days each day? Because it's, it's a very personally draining experience. Yeah, well, I mean, at first I kind of compartmentalized things. I mean, this morning I was instructing a group of 25 agents because I'm a use of force instructor and I was teaching them uh, defensive tactics this morning. And uh, so I kind of compartmentalized things and, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, th- this country's best, best country on earth, even as in its darkest hour, we're the light of the world. And, and, and it's up to these agencies and up to people like, you know, me, and it's not just me. There's many people like me at IRSCI that are great people that really, do the right thing and we want to find it better and we want to leave it better than we found it. And, uh, you know, that's what, that's what I'm going. I want to stay here. IRSCI. I want to make it better. There are many senior leaders that know that, that I'm part of the future. And, uh, you know, that gets me through the day here with the agency, not that it isn't a little bit stressful, but, you know, I also find, you know, with, with my family and, uh, you know, I find solace with my family and friends as well. Yeah. And you got two good darn lawyers that I know of because I've watched them in action for many, many years on the Senate and now in the private sector. You, all three of your lawyers are so skilled. And that's important in a moment like this to have people to make sure that every I is dotted and every T is crossed. Gary Shapley, on behalf of the uh, American public, you have done a great service. We are learning so much. And I have to say something personally because 
I've been on this story since 2019, and I, I know what it feels like to have uh, people throw little glass shards at you because anyone who's touched this story gets thrown at. But you've done something that I don't think anyone else has achieved to do. You really have gotten mainstream media to focus on very important issues of fairness and evidence that, you know, they've been in the past been willing to ignore. Uh, and that is an extraordinary thing. That's another contribution in your long line of accomplishments as an agent. And I think the American public are deeply grateful for that. So thank you so much for the time, Tristan and Jason. As always, we love having you in the show. Thank you for all you're doing to keep us informed and be smarter on this very important case. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. So appreciate all you do. Thanks, John. Have a a great day, John. You as well, sir. Thank you so much. Folks, don't go anywhere. Jim Jordan, the man that never wears a sport coat. He's got his blue shirt rolled up every day. He's joining us. Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee right after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's field of greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health, I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money-back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order, plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, Friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest tonight is one who really doesn't need to uh, much introducing. He's on the front lines investigating the ongoing crisis at our southern border, the Biden family, and so many corrupt political actors 
in our federal government. He is House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan. He joins us now. Congressman, thank you for being here tonight. Good to be with you. Sir, we've heard uh, a lot of juicy bits, for lack of better terms, still coming out of the IRS whistleblowers. Uh, lots of testimony. Yeah. What do you think is the most important thing for Americans to know right now? Somebody's not telling the truth, and it sure doesn't look like it's the whistleblower. I think he's with the IRS like 14 years. He is, uh, uh, you know, credible, I think, in, in so many ways. He, he handled some of the biggest international uh, tax fraud cases uh, at the agency. So um, and the things he's told us just do not correspond with what Merrick Garland said, what the U.S. attorney David Weiss has said. Um, you know, they said they had the, the ability to uh, Merrick Garland said his, he was going to take a hands off approach and the U.S. attorney could make the decision on his own. Well, that's not what the whistleblower recorded. And, and the whistleblower was Mr. Shapley was recording these after meetings, um, contemporaneously putting this down and, and memorializing this, putting this into memos, uh, sending these emails to, to some of his other agents on the case. So um, I think his he seems very, very credible. Um, and, and, a, and, a, and a strong whistleblower, strong witness. Uh, and I think Mr. Mr. The Attorney General and David Weiss and some of these other people that we've now asked to talk to, um, we're looking forward to getting a chance to interview those and see what they have to say. Yeah, Chairman, that's a pretty important event. It's very rare when three House committees work together, but you're all going to work together, get some transcribed interviews of all of the major players, correct? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's I think three U.S. attorneys we need to talk to. There's the assistant attorney, this Leslie Wolf, who Mr. Shapley talks about a lot. She's the one who's, who said, you know, canceled a search warrant that they were wanting to do. She's the one who said you can't ask when you're interviewing people. You can't ask about President Biden. You can't use the term the big guy. Uh, she's the one who uh, was, I think, involved in tipping off. Um, someone tipped off Hunter Biden's lawyers when they were when they were getting ready to do interviews of people involved in this in this case. So uh, I think that's someone we need to talk to. There's three DOJ attorneys. There's other assistant U.S. attorneys and there's two FBI agents who are at this now. I think somewhat well-known uh, meeting that that Mr. Shapley says was his red line meeting this October sec, uh, 7th, 2022 meeting where um, this was all this was all this information was was given to Mr. Shapley. Chief amongst that, that the key information was when David Weiss said he, he didn't have charging authority, um, which, again, contradicts what Merrick Garland said under oath when the United States Senate was uh, was was asking him questions. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, you are chairman of judiciary, so I think that you are the perfect person to answer this question. According to Gary Shapley, according to David Weiss, um, the D.C. U.S. attorney in Washington, Matthew Graves, basically blocked charges against Hunter Biden. He's a Biden appointee, as is the attorney in California. <clears throat> I think a lot of Americans look at these situations. They look at the connections and they have to wonder. And I agree. How does political maneuvering like this fall through the cracks of our judiciary judicial system? Well, I mean, look, I think the, the, the logical conclusion is what the polling shows, um, that there's a double standard. And I, I, I've said this a couple of times, 60 some percent of the American people think there's a double standard at the Justice Department. They think that because there is. It sure seems obvious to anyone with common sense that there are two sets of rules and that's not supposed to be how it how it operates. It's supposed to be equal treatment under the law, equal application of the law. That doesn't seem to be what happened here. And of course, when these U.S. attorneys turned down Weiss's um, uh, uh, focus on charging Hunter Biden in those jurisdictions, they in essence get rid of the 2014-2015 tax years, according to, again, Mr. Shapley's testimony. And that is the, those are the Burisma years. So this is when Hunter Biden was getting 
hundreds of thousands of dollars from this Ukrainian energy company. And he's getting it now. What looks like just got tax free uh, income because they're not going to bring those charges. And it was it was those Biden appointed U.S. attorneys, again, according to the whistleblower who said no to Mr. Weiss and bringing those charges in the D.C. Uh, district and the Central District of California. Uh, Mr. Chairman, just before you came on, we played our first experts of an hour long interview we did with Agent Chapley. And he goes into detail that to this day, Hunter Biden has still not paid his taxes on the 2014 uh, Burisma payments. So I guess it was four hundred thousand dollars of income. He didn't clear. He estimates about one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. He gypped the American public. He still hasn't paid it back. He's about to uh, have his first uh, court hearing. Hunter Biden is later in, in July. Is anyone in Congress considering sending a letter on behalf of Congress to the judge, Judge Mary Ellen Narika, and saying, hey, you should hold off or hold uh, hold off this plea deal. And let us find out whether justice has been served here. Well, there's been a lot of talk about that. I don't know that there's there's a letter coming from Congress, <clears throat> but, you know, you, you sort of I think I heard um, uh, 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 Jonathan Turley talk about this who's you know an expert on the constitution you have to be i think a little careful in in having one branch of government tell a judge what to do at the sentencing phase it's one thing to do an amicus brief for that kind of thing i guess but um we'll take a look at that this this concept but i don't think there's been anything that that's that's happened yet uh, i do think the judge though is you know if you're paying attention to this and obviously this judge would be and listening to the news there are lots of people who are saying hey wait a minute you might want to step back and think about this so uh we'll leave that up to the judge what 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 she ultimately decides to do yeah good. so regarding those those unpaid tax bills by hunter biden um democrats seem so unfazed by this and i remember a time when democrats were very concerned about unpaid tax bills rachel maddow teased on her show for what seemed like a half a year that she was going to obtain donald trump's tax returns and yet with this situation you know they they used to wail over it but now they don't care do you have any democrat colleagues in the house who are actually concerned about this i haven't heard anyone speak out yet and and frankly it's it's unfortunate that's the situation today there's like again as we talked about earlier there seems to be this this uh this double standard i do think it's interesting though that there have been a few more mainstream left-leaning media outlets who have at least covered this story to some degree i think the new york times confirmed this issue with the special counsel and and with with someone else um and and of course cbs had had an interview like like you all did with with the whistleblower mr shapley so i do think you're seeing some of that there because i think it's just so alarming what we see and again this whistleblower seems so darn credible um i think i think you know you, you almost sort of have to cover this even if you're the uh, left-leaning press. Yeah, that is a big dynamic change. It also kind of goes back. We were all told in 19 and 20, there was nothing to believe about Burisma, nothing to believe about Joe Biden. It was all a mirage, the laptop, the Burisma payments. Now we know why that those messages were be, being delivered to the American people, to Congress, too, that the FBI you know, had this uh, uh, informant, that the IRS knew of these documents and the, and the amount of tax evasion and some of it involved Burisma. Yeah. Is there a, a moment where people look back and realize that 2019 and 2020, there was a disinformation operation run by the Democrats? You start to wonder, don't you, John? I mean, you were on this, but you were on this early. Is that you were one of the guys who would like, weigh on this at the, on the front end, as yeah. with so many of these stories where uh, you know the whole Trump Russia thing and everything else. We, we, I mean, we were going back clear back to 2017 we about <laughs> this. So um, we appreciate you guys' work on this. But um, yeah, you, 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 again, it's it's always the um, two lines always sort of stick out. It seems like they always accuse us of what they're doing. 
Um, and um, the, the other thing is, it's it's when, when when you get into this, the only thing you get wrong is it's usually worse than you thought when you get to the end of it. And it's that's that seems to be the case once again. Um, but we're just going to continue to dig, follow the facts, and we'll see, see where we go from there. Yeah, important. Sir, in the first block, we aired some of John's conversation with Gary Shapley, and he talked about how some of the crimes were kind of rudimentary, things that, that your basic level, low-level IRS agent would identify as money laundering or a crime. Um, we now know that, well, Tony Bobolinsky a while ago was able to provide information, um, uh, Devin Archer, possibly Rob Walker, uh, Eric Schwerin. Are there going to be more names to come that the American people start hearing? Well, obviously, Mr. Comer is leading the investigation into the, the business aspect of this. Our concern is how the Justice Department handled the case. And then, of course, you got the whistleblower coming from the IRS. And so uh, Chairman Smith at the Ways and Means Committee is involved uh, as well. So we'll, we'll just we'll just have to, to see how it all, all, all plays out. But we're committed to getting to the to the facts and to the truth. Uh, that's part of our constitutional duty to to do the investigations that need to be done. And as I said at the outset, it's it's literally the a fundamental principle in our system of justice is equal treatment under the law and then equal application of the law. And that's that was the big concern Mr. Shapley had is he said this was preferential treatment. This was slow walking it because of who this individual was. This, again, is just all according to Mr. Shapley and the and the anonymous whistleblower who came forward to. And if you just read there, which I'm sure you guys have is but. Anyone watching and, and listening, if, if you read their testimony, their opening statement and then the transcript, you, you get a feel for uh, that the, these guys, again, I think are good people serving our country and, and our government and very credible uh, witnesses. Mr. Chairman, we've got about 20 seconds left. Uh, Gary Shapley talked about lots of retribution from DOJ and IRS over the last several weeks since he started cooperating. How concerned are you? Well, we've seen that with other whistleblowers, as you know, guys. Uh, yeah. But Garrett O'Boyle, what he was an FBI agent who who, who was uh, uh, the, the retribution he faced. Uh, others that have come come forward um, and talked to us, and we've had a number of whistleblowers that have come to us over the last year and a half. So that is wrong. It looks like it's very real, though, what happened to him. And again, I think it just shows how credible they are. One more good one, guys. Don't go anywhere yet before you start your holiday weekend. Jason Goodman, a man who has done so much to expose the origins of COVID-19 and the taxpayer funding the United States has been sending to Chinese labs like the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We're going to cover that next, right after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. 
case. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest tonight has been on the front lines leading grassroots campaigns to find, expose, and defund cruel and wasteful experiments carried out by our federal government. Yes, Justin Goodman, who serves as the senior vice president of the White Coat Waste Project, has quite the response as the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a report late Friday night as it regarded the potential links between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Justin, your organization continues to fight these battles. As a private organization, I think that White Coast Waste Project has done more to reveal and, and, and obtain more transparency about COVID than even our own governmental agents, agencies. And on Friday night, this four-page report that came out, four pages to explain what I think requires 4,000 pages. Of course, Fridays are where news go to die, is where news goes to die. Talk to us about what was in these four pages and what was left out. Sure. Well, this whitewash report was released after its statutory deadline set by Congress and President Biden via Friday night news dump. Uh, so it breaks the law by coming out late. And it also uh, omits key intelligence that we know exists. And it completely covers up the role that the United States government, Anthony Fauci and other people inside the government had in, in funding the dangerous gain of function experiments in Wuhan that the FBI, the Department of Energy and other uh, intelligence agencies and experts around the world uh, believe caused the pandemic. So, uh, as you mentioned, this report that we the long awaited report that Congress had to step in and pass a law to get four pages long. Ultimately, it's 10 pages, four pages of content. Uh, in contrast, White Coat Waste Project, as we followed the money out since late 2019 to Wuhan, has obtained thousands of pages of documents from federal agencies about what happened in Wuhan and what Fauci and others were doing there in those animal laboratories. Uh, yet ODNI produces a four page report that, again, omits key intelligence that was mandated specifically to be included in this report by Congress and President Biden, including the names and identities and details of the sick Wuhan lab experimenters 
who were hospitalized in tw- late 2019. Last week, we released evidence through a FOIA lawsuit. We obtained tying possible patient zero, Ben Hu, an animal experimenter in Wuhan, and showing he was re- directly receiving funding from Anthony Fauci's division at the NIH and the State Department for these ga- dangerous gain-of-function experiments in Wuhan, again, that we believe caused the pandemic. Now, those four pages were pretty much useless, regurgitated a bunch of stuff that we already knew, again, omitted the U.S. government's role in what happened there completely, no mention of it at all. However, there were two key pieces that were included that were new confirmations. Number one, the government confirmed that the Wuhan lab was working in concert with the People's Liberation Army, the Chinese Communist Party's military, on dangerous coronavirus experiments at the Wuhan lab. Now, remember back in 2021, that woman, Shi Zhengli, the head of the Wuhan lab's coronavirus experimentation, denied that the military was doing anything there. In this report, the U.S. government confirms the Chinese military was involved in what was happening there. It also confirms that the Wuhan lab was knowingly doing these dangerous experiments with coronaviruses with full acknowledgement that the, sa- the biosafety precautions that were taking, uh, it was taking were inadequate, as identified by the Chinese themselves and the U.S. State Department. Yeah, that, both of those affirm some reporting we did last fall and that the House Intelligence Committee in December also uh, let the American people know it's good to see our intelligence community catch up to the facts a little bit belatedly. Um, we could not do uh, what has uh, we've not been able to inform the American public without all the great work, Jason, that your team has done over the last few years. I want to ask about one specific thing, knowing the ground zero patient and knowing that he had covid like symptoms uh, in October. It seems to me we have the flashpoint of the uh, pandemic now identified. How important is it and why? How long did the NIH and the intelligence community keep that information from the American people? Well, what's interesting is that there have been a number of intelligence leaks in the weeks leading intelligence leaks in the weeks leading up to this report being due. And as they were coming out, it was my impression and the impression of other people, probably yourselves who've been following this closely, is that there were folks who knew what was going to be in this report and knew that there was going to be key intelligence that made the U.S. and China look bad that was going to be left out of it. And lo and behold, the report is released and it has nothing about the fact that Ben Hu and the other patients, Zero, uh, were being funded by the U.S. government to do coronavirus gain-of-function experiments and also the fact that Ben Hu... Uh, the patient zero who we tied to Fauci's grants was specifically named as the point person at the Wuhan lab on the infamous uh, rejected grant proposal in which the Wuhan lab and EcoHealth Alliance had proposed to design the virus that essentially became SARS-CoV-2. Back in 2018, they sketched out the blueprint for the virus that caused the pandemic. They didn't get funding from the Department of Defense, but many people, myself included, many intelligence experts believe they went forward with that anyway. So there's a lot of information that has been drip, drip, dripping out over the last few years and the last few weeks. Uh, we believe that the documents we have tying these patients zero, who names have been confirmed and identified by the Wall Street Journals and other the Wall Street Journal and others, we believe our documents tying Ben Hu to gain of function experiments funded by taxpayers at the Wuhan lab is the smoking gun. Uh, unless we see some other evidence that people were sick before him, uh, I think you know there, it's pretty. As far as we're concerned, it's pretty cut and dry that the guy who conceived of this virus to begin with 
uh, and who is doing dangerous experiments that would have created this virus with our tax money happens to be the person who gets sick and then brings that into the community around the city, around the lab into the city and causes a pandemic. I mean, that no other story makes sense at this point. Uh, it's amazing work, Justin. You guys have mm. done amazing work on this. You really have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted We're, to ask you, yeah. though, because this administration seems to have a blind spot with respect to China, whether it's COVID, whether it's their military, whether it's foreign policy, human rights abuses. They just seem to have a blind spot. Last week, perfect example, Prime Minister Modi from India comes and AOC and her squad decide to boycott it over human rights abuses. But you see what happens in China, not just human rights abuses, but as your organization has highlighted, animal abuse. Um, and I, I get White Coast Waste Project's emails, and I'm, I, I often see these emails about dogs being experimented on. And I know that in the grand scheme of things, of humans dying because of COVID, maybe you can make the argument that dogs don't matter that much. But it, it seems to be something that's endemic to China and this administration and their blind spot and the refusal to hold them accountable. Does that bear out as far as the findings of White Coast Waste Project and the research that has subsequently come from this report? A hundred percent. I mean, basically, you know, we've been saying since 2019 that there are laboratories in China run by the Chinese Communist Party that do not have our best interest in mind and who are receiving taxpayer dollars for animal experiments like the dangerous coronavirus experiments in Wuhan that sparked this pandemic. Uh, what I found particularly alarming over the past three years as we've been working on this. Now, keep in mind, we were the ones who identified the link between the NIH and the Wuhan lab back in early 2020. Right. We were the ones who followed the money to the gain of function experiments and exposed that that was happening uh, and now to patient zero. Um, but we've been following the money since 2019. And not only did it take us three years until just a couple of weeks ago to finally disqualify the Wuhan lab from receiving more federal funding. Three years it took to do that with lots of opposition from the NIH and from the White House. But even disqualifying the Wuhan lab, there are 27 other animal laboratories in China, including many run by the government with military ties that are still getting taxpayer dollars for animal experiments to this day. So there has been virtually no accountability about what China's role in covering up what happened with in the, at the Wuhan laboratory, and in part because the United States is culpable for what happened there. You know, the, we were given, you know, not only did we design the blueprint for this dangerous virus that caused a pandemic and killed over 10 million people, but we were sending taxpayer dollars over there, not asking how they were being spent and basically giving them a blank check to do whatever they want. And what they want was what they wanted to do or what they ended up doing intentionally or not is creating a pandemic. Yet we still have a government that we are fighting with tooth and nail to ensure we're not funding these laboratories again. Um, I think, you know, based on what's happened, the EcoHealth Alliance has received another $50 million in taxpayer funding since the mm -hmm. pandemic began. I think there's something much deeper happening here. I think that uh, yeah. you know, doing experimentation like this in China is mutually assured destruction. And there's, you know, there's more we don't know yet that we hope the yeah. intelligence report showed and it did. All right, folks, I hope you have a wonderful Fourth of July weekend. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And remember, if you want to get some five-star steaks for your family for this weekend or any time during December, go to shoplins.com. Shop, L-I-N-Z.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. You're going to get 20% off your offer. That's going to beat any price you're going to get at the grocery store with the Biden 
inflation uh, that we see in the food stores today. So go check that out and go support my good friends at Linz. It's shoplinz, L-I-N-Z dot com, and use the promo code Just News. Happy Fourth of July week, and God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with a Saturday edition and a Sunday edition. We got you covered even on a holiday weekend. God bless and good night. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.